You're listening to Win Workers Independent News, a Diversified Media Enterprises production. I'm Doug Cunningham. A massive campaign waged against U.S. Labor Secretary nominee Andy Puzder forced his withdrawal on Wednesday. AFL-CIO President Rich Trumka says it's a reminder of the collective power of working people. Trumka says it also sends a message to Trump that it's time to change course completely, not double down. Trumka says Puzder's withdrawal is great news for everyone who wants an America where wages rise, benefits are strong, and unions are growing. It's time, Trumka says, for Trump to turn campaign promises about supporting workers into real action. Fight for 15 says this is a major victory for the fight for 15, but we can't and won't back down until the Trump administration gives us a real labor secretary who will put working people over corporate profits. South Carolina Boeing workers voted against IAM union representation Wednesday. A strong anti-union campaign was waged by Boeing in the most union-hostile state in America. The IAM says it'll stay in touch with South Carolina Boeing workers. There's a one-year wait, though, before another election could be scheduled. IAM organizer Mike Evans said, We're disappointed the workers at Boeing South Carolina will not yet have the opportunity to see all the benefits that come with union representation. But more than anything, Evans said, we are disheartened that they will have to continue to work under a system that suppresses wages, fosters inconsistency, and awards only a chosen few. The IAM says Boeing workers endured a multifaceted anti-union campaign, which included captive audience meetings of workers and massive TV, radio, and billboard ad buys. The IAM says it remains committed. The IAM says it remains committed to getting South Carolina Boeing workers the respect, wages, and consistency they deserve. Immigrants will hold a large rally at Federal Immigration Court in Manhattan Thursday to protest the detention of Daniel Ramirez Medina and recent ICE immigration raids. Medina was arrested in Seattle. Hundreds of immigrant families were targeted in nationwide raids last week, including people previously protected from deportation by the Obama administration's defense of young undocumented immigrants who arrived in the U.S. as children. Make the Road New York and immigrants' rights groups as immigrants are here to stay and will resist attacks on our community. The group objects to mass deportations as an immigration policy, in part because it tears mostly hardworking, otherwise law-abiding families apart. WIN is brought to you in part by the Amalgamated Transit Union, the largest labor union representing transit and allied workers in the U.S. and Canada. Online at atu.org. Sponsored by Iron Workers Impact, now reserving spots for this year's groundbreaking conference, welcoming contractors to grow their business by networking and attending world-class breakouts. More on this event in San Diego, happening March 19th through the 22nd, is found online at impact-net.org under events. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. You're listening to WIN. Workers Independent News, a diversified media enterprises production. I'm Doug Cunningham. Anti-union legislation has failed to pass in New Hampshire's state assembly. The bill would have prevented workers from deciding to put a requirement to pay union dues in their labor contracts. New Hampshire Professional Firefighters President Bill McQuillan told WMUR-TV Thursday it's a win for New Hampshire families. We're feeling very good about what happened today, and I think this is a a victory for all in the middle class in this state today. New Hampshire AFL-CIO President Glenn Brackett. I consider that a victory for working families in New Hampshire. UAW President Dennis Williams says he's disappointed that South Carolina Boeing workers opted to vote against being represented by a union in the IAM vote this week, and he's really dissatisfied with Boeing over the harsh anti-union campaign in South Carolina. I am disappointed in Boeing. 
because we represent some bold facilities and we have a good relationship. So I will be having conversations with those people who uh, meet with Boeing to tell them our dissatisfaction. And you can't say to me in California that you want to have a partnership in a, in a relationship and then go stab me in Carolina. The relationships like that usually get divorces. Williams spoke out on a number of different issues Thursday in a wide-ranging discussion with reporters in Detroit. I asked him if he thinks the building trades unions meeting with Trump will divide or weaken the labor movement. I don't think it divides us. Uh, the building trades are after jobs. If Congress would have passed the infrastructure bill a long time ago, they would have been very supportive. And I think that's where the building trades hit. I don't think it's about they're going to go ahead and walk away from the labor movement because they had a meeting with President Trump. They're looking at the interests of their membership when it comes to jobs. I don't believe Sullivan or any of them guys are going to walk away from the labor movement uh, just because Trump invited them to the White House. Alexander Acosta is Trump's latest labor secretary nominee after the spectacular fail of original nominee Andy Puzder. The Fight for 15 workers movement, which opposed Puzder with nationwide demonstrations, says no matter who is labor secretary, workers will not back down. Fight for 15 says it won't stop the movement until workers win $15 an hour and a union. Sponsored by Iron Workers Impact, now reserving spots for this year's groundbreaking conference, welcoming contractors to grow their business by networking and attending world-class breakouts. More on this event in San Diego, happening March 19th through the 22nd, is found online at impact-net.org under events. Workers Independent News is proud to be heard on The Union Edge, Labor's talk radio. Live nationwide weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. at theunionedge.com. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. All the way from the West Coast, it's humorist Will Roberts and his weekly telegram. The highlights and lowlights of all that's happening in and around the world. All right, Will, what's the scoop? Hey, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram and, of course, uh, WillRobertsWeeklyTelegram.com. And welcome to the show. A little bit of a rocky start here just because there's so much going on. And I was basically, I was trying to get in on a press conference at the White House, but they wouldn't let me in. <laughs> and a whole handful of other press corps people. That's funny. Uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Hey, don't go away. We're going to take a small break. But um, again, on Instagram and Twitter, it's always going to be today's cartoon. Check out my daily scream. They're videos. They're one minute. They're cool. Uh, we'll be back right after this with uh, Ben from DisabledVeterans.org. To make every day more enjoyable, treat yourself often to refreshing, delicious Wrigley Spearmint Chewing Gum. Here's a taste treat you can enjoy indoors, outdoors, at work, or at play. The cool, long-lasting mint flavor refreshes you. The smooth, steady chewing helps keep you fresh and alert. Adds enjoyment to whatever you're doing. Wrigley's Spearmint Chewing Gum. Refreshing. Delicious. 
All right, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram, willsays.com. Welcome back from the break. And uh, moving on, rapidly moving on, of course, Benjamin Krause from the uh, disabledveterans.org. And, you know, I, yo, you know, we haven't had a chance to talk for a couple of weeks because I've been out on the road moving and shaking and trying to run down the leads on some of these false fake news stories. I'm kidding. Oh, man. You must be tired by now with all this stuff going on uh, in our administration right now. How's it going for you? Oh, man. Well, I'll tell you, there uh, is, I would I would like to use the term like mind numbing or something like that, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, but it's not quite, quite what it is. You, uh, you start to see things with such repetition that they eventually lose effect. So uh, what I've been, you know, for a little while watching like the dissent and uh, he will not divide us, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And, and now I'm kind of like, all right, um, so, so now what? <laughs> you yeah. know, like what what's the next deal going to be? Like I understand that he's not going to divide us. Okay. So, so oh. what, what's next here? What's the plan then? Yeah. You know, and, and you don't see a whole lot of the next plan. It's just more of like continuation of what we saw during the election cycle, which I think burns people out. So, I'm not uh -huh. sure uh, how much longer we're going to have to watch all this, but I'll tell you the the veteran stuff is sure cranking along. But as far as uh, other issues that we're looking at, I'm just not really clear about what we're going to be seeing. It just seems like there's so many different issues up in the air with respect to Russia and China, yeah. and wars, well, and this or that. Yeah. It's just, John McCain, I can say his name five thousand times. Yeah, you so, can. But but let me let me yeah. interject. Let me interject. The, the the thing is is that, and I, I I have to say I'm I'm stealing this. I read it online somewhere. Is that watching this administration for me is a little bit like just reading through comments of posts. I mean, it really is. So they're constantly the part that's slightly irritating, and I wish the president would stop doing this. Is is that just stop responding to everybody and everything because it does make you look like you're 16 years old. And the problem is like you know reading about this thing with Sp uh, Spitzer. Wow, how did he come in with um, with uh, our press secretary? Is is that uh, Spicer? The problem is like you know he they said he apologized for the the comment that he made to about Britain being part of the Obama uh spy uh you know uh, leaking not spy leaking but the the tapping wiretapping and that whole thing and then the president comes out and says what he says and then everybody in his administration is making this like really weird I'll say it, these really weird reality TV um, fire points where they know that they're going to say these things and people are just going to get fired, fired up. And, you know, you want to reach through the Twitter and take the president. I'm not saying I would do this, so please don't come and get me, FBI. And you want to wring his neck out and say, just shut up and please try to stay on point. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. But what I do know is, you know, the whole thing about, like, uh, just responding to everything. Uh, don't respond to Snoop Dogg and then say Snoop Dogg. Do you, I don't know if you know about this, but he responded to Snoop Dogg because Snoop Dogg did a, a video where he has a fake uh, Trump in it and something about shooting him and so on. And, and President Trump responds and says, well, you know, Snoop Dogg with his failing career, hello? You're talking about Snoop Dogg. First of all, any rapper that's still alive at that age 
It's a success story. <laughs> <laughs> right, he made it past 24. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know? yeah, he's not on a T-shirt somewhere where it says, uh, you know, uh, East Side, glad you made it through it, and sorry you're dead. And the second right. thing is, he's far from a has-been. And, you know, makes me want to put out a cartoon with a hashtag that says, takes one to no one. I mean, mm. can we? do you think we're going to get away and, and there's two parts to this question. Do you think we're going to get away from all of this little childish uh, social media banter and na-na-na-na-na-administration? And, 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 and has it already moved that way for you with the Veterans Administration stuff? Yeah, so good, good question. So I think with the, the first part, I think that we're going to move away. We'll probably move away from the social media, like Nana Nana Boo Boo banter from you know, <laughs> kindergarten, when the press stops reporting it. So when but the press won't. stops reporting it. Oh, good. Oh, so right. cows come home. Cool. Right, we have the right, answer. Exactly. But that was that was the issue, uh, if you recall, back when uh, the Clinton camp told their uh, contacts within the press to actually elevate Trump because they thought they could beat him. And right. they started covering Trump for free and giving him all this free press. So now, supposedly, like Snoop Dogg and Madonna and some of these other folks are coming out with new albums. And so whenever somebody <laughs> has a new album or a new movie that's, and they want to put a jab against the president to get picked up on some kind of like radio show or whatever, yeah. all they have to do is tweet something stupid. Yeah. And then, boom, next thing you know, Trump responds, and there's a little bit of a brush-up on Twitter. It's like the Wild West of cyberspace, right? It is, but, but let's so, be honest. But let's be honest. That sells tickets. Now, we know two yeah. things. We know two things. Well, we know one thing about two, play, two different types. One or three. Politics, uh, Hollywood, sell tickets by doing just that. And news. So we got three places. So the, the idea of getting away from sensationalized, uh, overblown, fake news or regular news. And quite honestly, why wouldn't the press cover if the president says that he's going to, you know, uh, ramp up and spend more money on the uh, military because he says he's going to start a war or we've got ships off the side. I mean, this is unstable territory. Why wouldn't they report? Oh, it's inc- it's incredible, and nothing's like vetted. So you're always looking for like the one wild hair that pops up, like between him and and McDonald's, where McDonald's yeah. was making fun of him on Twitter. Oh yeah, but they weren't, you, you know? know. They you know well, they weren't. Well, who, well whoever whoever it was put compromised. That up, yeah. Like, yeah. Right, right. I mean, at least that's what they're saying. You know, I mean, I would say that too if I was his legal team. Yeah. But uh, or, or McDonald's legal team rather. But uh, who who knows exactly who who did that? But right. The, uh, you know, maybe it was anonymous or whatever, but the, you mean uh, literally anonymous, the people anonymous, like literally the group, you know, yeah, no, okay. Money, not anonymous. You know? Yeah. Got it. Right. Right. And so, uh, as far as the VA goes, I mean, we're seeing some incredible stuff, weird stuff happen. So, yeah, uh, like. the biggest two things this week, the first one was, uh, a congressman found out that Trump's picture was not put up in these federal facilities, including his local VA. And as well as the secretary's photo, which really? is normally up within the first month. Yeah. So he decided to take matters into his own hands, went out and bought two portraits, one of Trump and one of Secretary uh, Shulkin. And, and he put them up. And the, the uh, VA tried to stop him first. So security tried to stop him until he identified that he's an elected you know, congressman, so don't touch me. Uh, and he also is a combat war veteran missing his legs because of an IED. So the guy's got some you know, guts, and he, he put, had him, 
put the pictures up and uh, VA promptly took them back down a couple hours later, but it started this huge stir. And so the VA in an amazing like change of uh, perspective decided to throw out the old protocol, which apparently uh, the VA said that they couldn't verify that the portrait was authentic, the one of Trump <laughs> and the one of Tolkien. <laughs> <laughs> and so they had to take him down and that it was inappropriate to put up a photo. It was a paint-by-number. Damn it, right, they exactly. used a paint-by-number set. Right, right. They, it was actually Alec Baldwin. You know. Oh, wow. And so, um, anyway, <laughs> they're, they're, they said they couldn't authenticate it, so they took him down. Well, then uh, Shulkin, Secretary Shulkin, uh, changed the protocol and said, you know what, we're going to do this, and immediately ordered all the facilities to just put up the portraits right now and we'll send you you know whatever the gsa decides to send out the photos god knows how long that's going to take they uh just put up that once for now just to to quell the the patriots right so it was uh, kind of an interesting thing the second thing that's going on that's really kind of bizarre is that there's a big fight right now as to whether veterans deserve the right to own firearms in a way where civilians would still have that right but veterans don't and so this gets into this what argument Yes, yeah, swear to Wait, God. So this why? Gets, this, yeah. Well, there's this nuanced rule within the VA where if a veteran cannot basically balance a checkbook, the VA will conclude that that veteran is, an, is a mental incompetent because of their financial incompetence, will lose their right to manage their own VA benefit money, and then also their name will be sent over to the FBI, and they'll be put on the no-buy list for guns. Wait. And so the... Yeah, I swear to God. This with is that theory, on. with that theory, by the way, I think you just omitted all of Congress and the Senate because they exactly can't balance right. a book. And they the can't VA, balance a checkbook. they yeah. can't balance their own budget either. So, oh, so wow, we just nixed like the entire American population. But in the VA, the VA can make this adjudication. But if you're an average American, the requirement for the same type of thing is for you to go in front of a judge and for the, the judge to adjudicate, you know, in court whether you are incompetent or not. You know, in other words, yeah. whether you're a threat or a danger to yourself or not. The VA only wants to know, can you basically manage a checkbook and pay your bills? And if you have an issue there related to your disability, not only do they take away your right to your property, but they take away your, your fundamental right to own a firearm, which is interesting. So uh, that's one of the, the big hubbubs right now. This has been going on for a long time, and veterans have been arbitrarily targeted by this law where 99% of the group that falls under this no-buy list that was, has been uh, created a while ago, uh, about a decade ago or longer, 99.3% uh, of the individuals on that list are just veterans. So it disproportionately goes after the veteran population, which is interesting. And uh, the law itself is really all about whether that person can you know, balance a checkbook. It has nothing to do with whether they're a danger to themselves or whatever. But if you're, if you're uh, a normal American... This would never happen, and you, they'd have to take you to court to, to verify if you're uh, incompetent or not. But at the VA, they're like, yeah, we just decided. You well, know, let me strengthen. Let me strengthen what you're saying. Let me read something here. Uh, thousands yeah. of mental ill could buy guns after Trump strikes down Obama's law. Under Barack Obama's law, anyone diagnosed with mental illness is subject to a background check when trying to buy a gun. But the Republican-controlled controlled House voted 235 to 180 to abolish the rule. So I don't get it. Wait a second. You're telling me that the regular average American, out of their mind, loony basket, can buy a gun, 
but the veterans who are more trained with the guns uh, can't if they're deemed that they can't balance up. I'm about to swear and get and get thrown off the air. <laughs> are you high? Oh yeah. my God! That's that's the rule, and so the rule and their their the Congress is is looking at also abolishing that that internal uh, policy as well, uh, because it is on its face unconstitutional. But the uh, the policy's been in place for a while. There's a little bit of a brush up because some generals and a lot of uh, people on the left are saying that uh, these veterans can't be trusted with guns because they'll kill themselves with them, and there's there's no scientific fact behind that um at all regarding the suicide numbers they've been you know maintained at the current levels since the current wars and uh what has more to do with the suicide amount is the uh, deployments the veterans are sent on and ptsd so if they're really worried about suicide stop going to war and uh you know stop uh, failing to provide you know mental health care to these veterans who need it now those are the things if they're really worried about suicide that they should probably look at before they're worried about stripping somebody of a fundamental constitutional right without, you know, due process that every other American or even criminals or illegal aliens get, right? So, so veterans get the same uh, treatment as, as illegal aliens who are criminals and also criminals and drug dealers. And so uh, that's, that's what apparently we think of our veterans right now. Alrighty, well that's fun. Oh, okay, any last little thing here going on? Anything moving forward? The one thing I was really concerned about is that, you know, in the beginning when the president had really kind of, I say the word raped, but let's raped, pillaged, and plundered the idea of um, uh, hiring governmental people was struck down, and they took the budget away so on and so on, uh, that definitely raised concerns for the VA because they are in the midst of having to have enough people to facilitate the veterans, and there was the health care parts about that. Anything on those two fronts that are sticking out in, in, in the positive for the veterans? Yeah, so basically, the as I understand it, they were able to work around that by uh, allowing the VA to still hire essential personnel oh good so the va is able to was able to as far as i know work around that as it related to doctors and you know people like that that are needed for health care and, and uh essential services you know one thing that strikes me as uh, amazing is that and i want this to be positive and i'm going to try everything i can along with you uh, to make it this way is is that we are not only, uh, in my opinion, denying the veterans what they should be given first, uh, the first order of any new administration's business, but in addition, then the uh, administration says, oh, by the way, we're going to spend $10 billion more and ramp up the military, which means for you and me, means that we are now going to see now a new flux or influx of veterans coming into our society in the next 10 to 15 years, if this is true. Correct? Oh, yeah. Correct? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. dealing well, with then... this and getting it in order would seem to me, getting that in order, it's kind of like building a house and saying, hey, you know what, uh, Benjamin, we're just going to build the house. Uh, and you're saying to me, but dude, we have to lay the concrete and the base. Otherwise, it's, it, the thing's in a sink. And I go, ah, don't worry about that. I'm going to spend $10 billion bucks, and it's going to be looking beautiful. It can look beautiful. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of like our war in Iraq that was only supposed to call $60 billion, and then we were going to fund the rest of it with Iraq oil, right? And that worked yeah. out swimming. 
so I, I have no faith in that plan unless they really start to pump money into the, the VA system. I mean, the VA part of the rock war is a billion or a trillion dollars in itself now. Yeah. And, you know, like it's totally uh, eclipsed the whole mystery 60 billion that Cheney right. sold us back in 2001 with the uh, Iraq war or 2003 rather. But, uh, you know, you have a, a system where we're, we're likely to replicate the real big problems that we had under George Bush and then even starting under uh, Clinton, where they stripped down that agency and then uh, really uh, cut its hamstrings as we ran up the number of disabled veterans coming back from the Iraq war. And they were just understaffed and, and underfunded and it's taken a decade to get things ramped up and we're still not there yet. Would, would it be safe, would it be safe to say that um, getting people to enlist in the military, it's probably always been somewhat difficult, but would you say that it is difficult for uh, the armed forces to really get people to join up to go and serve in the military? Or would you say they have a, you know, no, they have a great success rate? Uh, well, they're getting really good at marketing. Okay. And I hate to say that, but no, it's, okay. the t- targeted marketing has uh, become very easy for the military. And at times of economic turmoil, especially, uh, recruiting is, is much easier. So I, okay. I would anticipate yeah. if we're going to about to jump into a war that we're going to see the economy take a dip. And then suddenly, you know, the number of recruits uh, going into that system will be flush. Right. You will have all kinds of people uh, ready to, to go to oh, it. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll, but okay. So you, you clarified and you basically gave validity to what I'm going to say now, if that is the truth, and we are driven by the fact that, number one, uh, people that want to enlist a lot of times will go, look, I could use the education money and I can use the money and the job. And because I don't have, quote unquote, maybe I don't have enough skills. With that being said, I just don't know why maybe five billion of that 10 billion wouldn't go to making the the. What's the place I want? What I want to say, the place of rest, the place that veterans get when they are done and they are in the process of doing these jobs more appealing, like better pay, like better when they get out and not all these unknowns. If they did that, wouldn't you think that it would be a whole lot easier to get people into the military? Well, people like John McCain don't want people to get out of the military. He's one of the folks that oppose the increase and improvement of the GI Bill funding. He thought people would get out in droves. So God forbid that we give folks, the the little people, some opportunity uh, beyond, you know, maybe some chicken straps. I know when I got out of the military, I had people, uh, some of my superiors saying, oh, what are you going to do, go flip a burger? Well, you know, Mm -hmm. now I'm a a leading lawyer and national authority in the VA. So, you know, I I would uh, love to have some choice words with those morons whenever (laughs) I I have an opportunity to do so on Facebook. Right, right. I'll have some Facebook social media justice, well, you know, Wild West style. There you go. Well, but the thing is, is that in closing, I just want to say, you know, you always have to. This is 2017. This ain't 1950s. You know, you now need to be always thinking about your job. I had a conversation with my wife about this and said, the reason why you're more successful than a lot of the people perhaps in what you're doing, the other people, is because you have so many other things that you do because you have made that job not just about – 
from point A to point B. You filled in all these spaces and made a program out of it, and then that way people could look at it and be more valuable for the workforce when they do get done with their education. So what I say is the same thing as you and I, because we are cut from the same cloth, the cookie, um, and that is is that you learn as much as you can, and if you have an opportunity that someone's going to help you or pay, you know pay to educate you, you learn as many things as you can because when you do get to the point where you're done with that, you're more valuable than when you came in, and not just that you fulfilled the job. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And bingo was his name. Oh, Ben Benjamin Krause, disabledveterans.org. Thanks for hanging out with us this week. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, of course, you know it's Roger Chowdhury from Popbox. That's P-O-P-B-O-X.com, the weekly bills on the hill. And, of course, go check out Benjamin's site at disabledveterans.org. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Talk All to right. you soon. Uh, hang tight. We'll be right back. I'm Will Roberts, and this is The Daily Scream. Ah, here we go. So, President Trump campaigned on the promise that he would get rid of Obamacare on the first day. So far, it wasn't the first day, wasn't the fifth, wasn't the tenth, the twentieth, and so on. So the president comes out about a month into his presidency, and he says, on Twitter, nobody would have guessed that healthcare was so complicated. Nobody? How about everybody? But maybe you. I want you to get a clue. Maybe you should ask questions first, Mr. President, instead of always knowing the answer. Now, the good news is that the Republicans say they're about to release their plan that they've been hiding away in a moonshine jar. And don't you worry, it ain't going to be Obamacare. No siree. It's going to be called the I Don't Care Plan. And it comes equipped with, of course, a box of Band-Aids and a bullet. Bullet provided by the NRA. Ah! Ow! Hey, ask for these Band-Aids. Get my cartoons at today's cartoons. <laughs> All right, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram, willsays.com, and of course, Will Roberts Weekly Telegram.com. And if you like social media, and who doesn't nowadays, right? I'll have a little uh, ham sandwich, uh, a beer, and some social media. Uh, so if you want that, you can go to today's cartoons. Today's cartoon. I always do that. It's today's cartoon that's today's cartoon on instagram and twitter check it out i'm very active got a lot of followers um and i'm following a lot of people so sometimes i feel like a stalker on social media because you're like oh let's see who can i follow and then you anyway i'm not going to get into that uh but i will say that uh, lots of confusion out there this week and we're about to launch into our, my favorite segment of the show of course, Rajan Chowdhury from Popbox. That's P-O-P-V-O-X dot com. The weekly bills on the hill. I'm going to let you in now. Rajan, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Good, good, good. Um, so, you know, uh, there's so much, of course, going on. And I've been waiting to talk to you because I'm a little confused about a bunch of things. One of them is the 100th day and off the air. <laughs> you said it's a very funny thing to me. But I think probably the funniest thing I heard all week is that you're not sure either, but you think it might be this weekend, which we're in, and uh, or they might have extended it. I love that. Yeah. Give, them a, you know, well, give them a couple extra days. Well, it reminds me of the time I asked my niece when it was her when her birthday was, yeah. and her birthday is actually September fifth, okay. and she said, "I don't know." I think it varies every year when my birthday is because it depends on when my party is. That's my birthday. <laughs> how so old, how old was she? 
she's, she's seven. Oh, okay. She's seven. And literally, she just, this was a conversation that happened uh, last week. So, oh, so I think good. the media has made this 100 days into like the week celebrating 100 days because they're getting so much coverage out of it. Yeah, why not? But I, I will tell you this much. I think President Trump probably said, not until I, t- until I say, who knows. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's where we're at. And then, of course, there's the first 100 days of Congress as well. Uh, so we have lots to talk about. Yeah. I, I, but most important thing I want to know is that do we still have a government? Because that's something I kind of saw drop off the face of the earth there. Do, do we have a shutdown? As of right now, we're not expecting a shutdown. What does that mean? But <laughs> oh, we're it, looks, it looks like Congress will come up with some agreement to avoid a government shutdown. And this might be passing a stopgap measure to just give them more time to come up with a deal uh, next week. So an extension. That's kind of something. Essentially like an extension, but that gives them a week. The House passed such a stopgap measure, and now it goes to the Senate. And I assume that the Senate will pass this, and then we will avoid a shutdown. Okay. If not. Yeah, then we're shutting down. Well, okay, I got to yes. back up because you know what? I think we've left America confused, or me. Um, do you know any insider information in regards to uh, what that actually means? I mean, I guess the important thing is what this uh, currently represents, this shutdown or why, is one potentially could be the wall and two yes. potentially could be immigration. I mean, it's all the same thing. Uh, what uh, the, 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 for, the other one would be Obamacare. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry about that. So. Neither one of them really looked like, one, Mexico's going to pay, and we would be able to be the ones that foot the bill, which, by the way, I've talked to a lot of true Trump supporters, and they're like, he did what he said. They're convinced that, that, that that's exactly what the president said. So, wow, a little bit of amnesia. But the other thing is, the, the Obamacare thing isn't going to happen anytime soon. I think that, uh, that that's been abundantly clear, especially because the last final thing in stone that was put out, which would be President Trump's Twitter, <laughs> said, you know, we'll, we'll hold off for a little bit. So uh, how is that possible in a week that those two things would actually surface to be in his benefit? So they've been working on this version 2.0 of the repeal Obamacare bill. Mm -hmm. And the the tricky part is a provision in the existing Obamacare that would allow for health insurance companies uh, to keep certain medical costs down for Mm -hmm. low-income Americans. Now, that's become a very sticky point, and that's where um, Democrats are drawing the line. Uh, So there's that issue. And then the second issue, of course, of the wall uh, that President Trump has proposed this this border wall, and the Democrats don't want to include funding for it in this spending bill. Okay. So – in the meantime, they've passed this short-term extension, so the conversation continues for another week. 
and now they'll have till May 5th to come up with a, a new agreement. Are, are you kidding Or me? they might just keep passing these stopgap measures. Uh, you're kidding me, though, right? May 5th? You mean Cinco de Mayo? <laughs> oh, my gosh, <laughs> that's hysterical. I didn't see that coming. Oh, that, my gosh. There is so much you could say. I'm gonna. But we'll when I get off you know, the phone. <laughs> save save those jokes for next week because wow. um, border wall Cinco de Mayo. Unbelievable! Head to the border, yes. Taco Bell. Um, <laughs> the yeah, other th- okay. the other thing mm-hmm. is around coal miners. Oh, now this has become a really big issue around uh, governments sponsored health insurance for right. coal miners. Mm-hmm. It's something we've had for decades. And now the provision that pays for this extra health insurance for coal miners who have a lot of work-related... Big risk, big risk. Yes, health issues, black lung, mm-hmm. to name one of them. Uh, they might see those benefits cut, and they don't want that. Well, of course They not. rely on these benefits. Yeah. Um, and so... This is another thing that is coming up coincidentally right around now, and it's something Congress has to figure out as well. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I remember saying, coming up with a, a slogan that uh, for the miners, black, black lung matters. Uh, I don't know if that's funny or just wrong, but in any case, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of tough because when you talk about the coal miners and you think about that group. I don't know if they're a union or not, but that's one of the things that unions, because I'm a Screen Actors Guild member, union mm-hmm. member, is a, a big point is that we are always talking about uh, not only how much we get paid for the work we do, but the health care benefits that the union goes in and gets for us and keeps. Right. And with this recent development that the president said, you know, we're going to take the coal industry and boom, skyrocket it to wherever it was when it was popular in 1950 um, and, and, you know, help them out. Well, you can't omit that. You cannot omit that, the healthcare thing, because that, I would say, it's like being a stuntman and saying, yeah, sorry, we don't uh, provide Band-Aids. I mean, it it just doesn't make sense or dollars or yeah. cents. So we'll see how that turns out because that is definitely interesting. Yes, and yeah. so there there are uh, two bills in Congress that address this issue. Congress needs to act in order to extend um, this uh, extra health care coverage for minors, and these are minors. They're retired. They've been in the industry for twenty years. Sure. Uh, they they're older, and sure. there's about it. It comes out to about twenty thousand of wow. uh, twenty thousand coal miners that would be affected. Well, that's they would lose their um, insurance. Well, that's uh, nothing. But benefit. I mean, that's nothing in a in in a positive way for them in the sense that that's a uh, not even a drop in the bucket when you talk about helping them. It's like uh, it's like our, our veterans. They are doing a job. That obviously this president has said is crucial to our economy and our growth. 
And, and you know, again, I'm, I'm saying the same thing I said five seconds ago, is, is that, you know, those are things that they need to have, especially the folks that have retired that are the ones that from, you know, as you get older, those health concerns become more prevalent in your everyday, you know, life. So, mm-hmm. yeah, gee, I hope that works out because uh, that would take, yeah, that would be bad. So anyway, hey, I want to ask you a, a question about what is the... Uh, what is happening on Popbox in regards to, um, well, some of these issues, but what about the 100 days? I mean, are, are people, is there anything being said? Are people responding to it? Do you have any kind of forum out about that? Yeah, so if you go to popbox.com and visit our blog, you'll see a post about the first 100 days of the 115th Congress. And it's very detailed, and it goes into highlights, and it goes into specific bills of what exactly has been passed Mm -hmm. or is still a work in progress. And I think right now there's there's much more in the work in progress (laughs) column. Yeah, Uh, yeah. But something to to really understand is the Congressional Review Act. And that's something that you and I have discussed uh, Mm -hmm. in prior shows. Uh, And basically it's, it gives, the Congressional Review Act is a law that was passed about 20 years ago that gives Congress the opportunity to overturn any type of executive order or rule that was put into place uh, by the previous president. Uh, and, but only the past, the, the, past the last not, year yeah, of okay. the, pre, the oh, okay. prior president. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what this Congress has done is it's looked at about 15 rules put into place by President Obama uh, and use this Congressional Review Act to overturn those rules. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're going one by one. And the thing is that uh, they can only do that the first so many days of the session. Oh, interesting. And so they've been methodical about going through these one by one and some of them you know there's there's so much happening that some of them we haven't really wrapped our heads about or you and I haven't even discussed sure. uh, for example for example uh, they passed uh, a rule uh, they passed a, a resolution in Congress that overturns President Obama's executive order on fair pay and safe workplaces. Now, fair play, are you referring to the uh, Ledbetter? No, no. That Ledbetter was a law I know. that Congress oh, okay, enacted. Law. Okay, okay. They can't overturn a law. Okay. They can only overturn An a executive order, executive order mm-hmm. or a federal agency rule, okay. like something coming out of the EPA or the Social Security yeah. Administration mm-hmm. or something like that. So, um, and it has to have been enacted in the past year. Right. And so it's a beginning. Exactly. Um, so the, the only way they can overturn the Lily Ledbetter law, uh, is if they pass another, if Congress passes another law to overturn that. But let me stop you on that. Didn't, uh, president Trump just recently do something to affect that? 
so what he did was was um, very different than Lily Ledbetter, and what he has jurisdiction over is federal contractors and federal employees. Oh, okay. So so it's slight it's slightly different, uh, but uh, we'll and we'll and we'll get to his executive orders okay. in 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 a bit because I'm sure you want to. Um, yeah. So but some of these things are really obscure, like Congress. Um, passed a resolution that would undo a Department of Labor rule that had to do with drug testing for uh, employment okay. uh, compensation, right? If, you, if you're getting unemployment benefits, then there was a Department of Labor rule that didn't allow drug testing in order for you to get unemployment benefits. Yeah, okay. So they just undid that. So, 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 Go to Popbox, see the whole list. It's it's informative uh, of, the hundred, of the hundred uh, days. Yes, okay. what yeah. they've what they've done. Most of it has been around undoing Obama era regulations. Right, because I I've when watched look, I've watched uh, a, a lot of different things on different networks about the hundred days and just to kind of mm -hmm. check it out. And it, it doesn't, you know. It doesn't favor him. I'm. I'll be honest with you. I. I honestly think the only thing that he's improved in in the last hundred days could be his golf swing. I think that's pretty much the only thing he's really improved because it, it looks like you know from immigration and the Muslim ban and the wall and the. I mean, which only leads me to and if you can mention this at some point today is taxes. So go on with what you're saying, but let's make a little mark about taxes because I know that was the big yes. thing on Wednesday. So I've just been talking about what Congress has done in <clears throat> these first 100 days. I haven't even gotten to what President Trump has done. So, so that's a very different thing, okay. right? Congress, we have a situation where the Senate and the House are both led by Republicans. Yes. So you would think that there would be Massive. Less, <laughs> yeah, but that a lot could get done very quickly because uh, of the of the Republican leadership, and then a Republican in uh, in the White House as well. Sure. So the last time we had that, we saw that was the first uh, two years of the Obama administration. Right. We we had Democrats um, running Congress as well as Everything. the executive branch. Mm -hmm. So so. When you start looking at what Congress has done, then the Congressional Review Act comes to mind, and then you look at health care reform. That still is a it's in the work in progress category right now. You can also look at confirmation hearings. Uh, and as we've talked about previously, the Senate has to confirm the president's nominees and has to confirm the cabinet members for um, the different agencies. Right. So the majority of the cabinet members have been confirmed, um, but the kind of the lower rung uh, nominees, there's a lot of still vacant positions there. So th that's still also a work in progress. Um, uh, and so he doesn't technically he doesn't still doesn't have a, a, a complete uh, administration. Correct. Wow. So 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 those are the kind of the 
the less talked about things that, that are, I think, important to um, to discuss. And again, if you go to Popbox, you can weigh in on the, the remaining Trump nominees. Wow. Uh, I think the, the one big thing that happened really big is this the uh, Supreme Court justice nominee, Gorsuch, uh, yeah. Neil Gorsuch, um, was nominated and um, passed through uh, the Senate re- relatively quickly. Yeah. So <laughs> I would say, okay, that's in the done and you know pretty big deal category. Yeah, and um, just so you know, the Democrats call that they call that term crammed through. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sorry. Thank sorry. About that. Yeah. Um, and and in the still hasn't happened yet category is the Russian investigation. Yes. Uh, that uh, Congress, well, has to, is still working on. Yeah. Um, and that's something that could that could possibly take years. So yeah, that's just not going to be know. something. Yeah, that's going to be, it's going to have that uh, trickle-down effect. Uh, the, and the thing is, is that I think recently, uh, who's the gentleman that was, uh, there was a report from the FBI or the whoever it is that said that they they show that he might have gotten paid to go to Russia to speak. Who, who's yes. the gentleman? Who is it? I don't remember, but yeah, uh, okay. oh, you mean who? Michael Flynn. Michael Flynn. Thank you. Sorry about that. Yeah. Which sounds like a '30s uh, Elliot Ness name. Michael Flynn <laughs> <laughs> brought in across the border. So Michael Flynn had to resign as national security advisor after reports that he misled uh, the white yeah. house about his conversations with Russia. And he was national security advisor for 24 days. Yeah, but okay, wait, stop. I, I just, here's what I don't get. The, the phrase that you just said that he had to resign because he wasn't being upfront about the, uh, the dealings he had with Russia why was he doing it? I mean, either that or either he was doing it for someone in the administration or he is a, a, a double agent spy going to. I mean, right. And or, the, or he's got a business and he, deal. That's right. Weird. And here's here's the thing. Uh, you're you're raising all these valid questions. And that's why the Department of Justice warned the White House that his communications with Russia could potentially make him vulnerable to Russian blackmail attempts. So the the White House was warned of this. uh, And Sally Yates, the brief interim attorney general before Jeff Sessions uh, was confirmed, was the one that raised that red flag and briefed the White House. So so this is this is something really huge and I don't know um, where the the further investigation is going to go with Michael Flynn, but uh, it's some real serious stuff. Yeah. No, well, it, it, here's the thing. Um, yes, it does seem like real serious stuff because the, the what was said in the news was well they had uncovered the fact that he Michael Flynn was paid to speak uh, in Russia and he has a picture with him you know standing next to Putin come on do you really think that Putin would want to hire a public speaker from the United States of America to talk to his people about what I mean 
What a weird thing to even think that to even think that he has conferences in Putin has conferences in Russia to talk about bettering his people is mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, and it, and that that's not even that wasn't even the premise right. of it. You right. know, when when you look at the fact that he was having these communications right. uh, with Russia as even you know just months and weeks prior to this new administration coming in is is uh, concerning uh, <laughs> and uh, and also he was in a position that didn't need Senate approval so he didn't go through the confirmation oh, process yeah uh, and uh, and I think that that's some there, there when you talk about this administration and you talk about vetting and mm -hmm. stuff like uh did they know about this was he just not properly vetted what ha what happened where where's the um uh, where's the where did it come from where's the, it going yeah yeah i mean yeah exactly well let me let me just finish this by saying you know, if he went there as a citizen and was being paid to speak and and he did that, then I guess that would be fine. But he because you said he didn't get any uh, he didn't have to get permission and so on and so on because he wasn't in a position to have to do that. So I, I guess the only thing I can say in his defense is that he went there to, for a vacation and to speak and was paid for it, then OK. But um, I don't know. It just it just seems a little too odd and seems like maybe he was a front person to go there and and uh, shake the hand and whatever. Wag the tail. Who knows? Right. And it wasn't uh, I didn't just just to clarify, I didn't say that he went there just as a regular. Person. No, I did. You know, I he's did. been very much involved with the Trump administration okay. um, from from the get go. And that's that's why it raises um, many, many concerns. Um, and that's what, that's the red flag that Sally Yates went and talked to, um, the white house about. Right. Uh, I was giving him the benefit of the doubt that maybe the guy was like, you know what? I have a, I, I've got a DNA. I found out I'm part Russian and, and they're going to have me speak there. I'm so excited. I'm going to go there by myself and talk about how to make the best size donut holes. Right. I don't know, Yeah, but well, it doesn't the, sound like that's, that's true. Right. And the president, I feel, gave him the benefit of the doubt. And he didn't have the president didn't have problems with the fact that Flint was talking to Russia, but he was concerned that Flynn was misrepresenting himself uh, to the White House and wasn't giving Vice President Pence full information about his communication with Russia. But the, so, but, but that doesn't okay, but blah, 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 but that doesn't totally make any sense that who who cares, no offense to the president, but who cares if he says, "Oh, you know, it's it's cool." Because isn't this about the possible ties that the president or the administration has with Michael Flynn and Russia? Right. So and who that's cares why, about his but, approval of that? Right. And that's why bipartisan members of Congress are calling for a full briefing and a full investigation of what exactly went down. And they're also asking for transcripts of the calls to see what what was talked about. Right. Um, and and uh, wow. members of the Senate are calling for 
uh, in an independent outside investigation. Yes. And they're still calling and, for it. I mean, it sounds yes, like they are. This is this again. This is going to be. It's just my opinion. It just sounds like one of those things that's going to be a wag the tail dog thing, whatever. Where we, you know, it's it's diluted over so much time that by the time we get to the point where they know something, it'll be too late in the sense that everybody will become comfortable and it will be the norm that you just run off to other countries and and uh, win elections. I, so I, I don't know where to go with this other than let's move on because that's the type of thing that makes everyday Americans like you and me uh, go, well, you know, it's just it, that's status quo. That's what happens. Yeah. So what? So yeah. And care? but we're hearing a lot uh, from uh, individuals, from concerned citizens that are saying, hey, we need to investigate oh, this. Good. And I think we're seeing that on Pop Fox and also uh, town halls when uh, when Congress was in recess recently. Uh, they they got a lot of questions about this from their constituents. Sure. So, so again, the only thing I can say about this is that I'm sure there will be many more calls for investigations, and this may be a cloud over the administration for a while. Yeah. Uh, and um, and we'll, I, they'll give us lots to talk about. Yeah, forward. well, they will. And you know what? I figured out what they can do is just all those people in the town halls and the ones that are uh, out there on the streets, they can turn the sign around that says, uh, um, show us your taxes. And then the other one should say uh, independent review of Russian blah, 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 and see how effective that will be as well. Because, you know, asking for the taxes seems to have been pretty effective. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, okay, that's a great idea. And I totally agree with you that, or I should say, thank you for pulling out the fact that people are not letting this slide by. I think for a lot of people, this is new to them. They have Agreed. not engaged before. Agreed. So for them, this this is the moment where all of a sudden they're they're experiencing that aha thing where sure. they feel they do need to hold their lawmakers accountable and they need to stay up to date on what's happening. And the the example I like to use is Fox has been around for a couple of years now, mm -hmm. and we have had weekly emails uh, so you can keep track of what's happening in which Congress. Which are great, by the way, which are great. Right, yeah. but now we have daily emails I and know. people are signing up for that. They want to know every day what's yeah. happening. Yeah. That's huge it because huge. to me, I thought that might be a little too nerdy, but actually it's not. No. People want to know. Yeah, they, they, uh, they and, do want to know. And you know what? It, even if it is, you know, the, the, the term squeaky wheel gets the oil, even if... If you look at the microcosm or the whole ball of wax that this, let's just say this situation, this administration for right now, the ball of wax, even if you know that you're not ever going to get to the center of it, which would be the administration and the pol actual politicians, it, we are eating away by uh, properly and not, you know, being rude, uh, you know, protesting and making people accountable. Even if the chewing away of the outsides is making sure that the FBI or the whoever it is doing the uh, these investigations realize that the Americans want an independent uh, group of people to look at this situation, it might then at some point turn over something that the, let's say the FBI, 
or whoever doing this investigation then all of a sudden gives a massive piece of information that will turn the card totally. So who knows? You got to do you got to do something. Yeah. Rajan Chaudhry, Popbox, P-O-P-B-O-X.com, the weekly bills on the hill. And I, I did, I'm sorry, I didn't get uh, get to ask you any of the real bills that are out there and any kind of weird things on horses or whatever. But uh, I, I went long because I chattered on. Uh, go to Popbox, P-O-P-B-O-X.com, the weekly bills on the hill. Great, it, great stuff in regards to the weekly roundup and the daily. So, and I'm getting these things, and they're really, really good. You should keep informed and keep. Uh, you know, in the loop. Uh, and, and the best way to do that is, of course, Popbox. Thanks, Roger, for hanging out with us this week. Thank you. Hey, folks, that is the end of the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll see you next week. I went long, so uh, we'll see you. Be safe and get out there and um, do something. <laughs>